quickly <laughs> i think so you got some angry people in the audience <laughs> all right so you might be wondering why i'm playing this sweet mexican influence tune uh-oh uh it's because you know i think of like the modern day conservationists as like today's version of zorro okay <laughs> and, and in essence they're like zorro? the camel clad romantic vigilantes who fight for wildlife justice okay <laughs> is it I, hey that sounds pretty cool all right, so anyways, we are talking what, Jimbo? Hey, we're talking Wildlife University on this week's show. We are, and we have, like, three of my favorite people ever. First, Lee and Tiffany Lukoski. That's two. Yeah, uh, with Crush with Lee and Tiffany. That's Outdoor Channel Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And then we're going to do a three-part interview with them. They're getting on in, like, oh, 30 seconds with us. There's never enough time to do all we want to do. With Lee, you just say food plot, and the man runs, okay? <laughs> and then we're going to wrap things up with Jeff Lindsay, co-host of The Lindsay Way. Yeah, and uh, they're on uh, 8 o'clock. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. That's right. All right, so let's get to it. Lee and Tiffany. Our masked bandits. <laughs> this week we're attending Wildlife University. Let's kick off a three-parter with Lee and Tiffany Lakoski, hosts of Crush with Lee and Tiffany on Outdoor Channel, Sundays 8 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. You know our first guest. Lee and Tiffany, you can never get old enough of those guys. They have tenure. I don't even know what that means, but I think it is impressive that it's Lee and Tiffany Lukoski. They are the hosts of and professors. Crush with Lee and Tiffany. That's Outdoor Channel Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, you can watch awesome, so much awesome content on YouTube. Lee and Tiffany, how's it going, guys? It's going really good, you guys. Thanks for having us on. Yep, yeah. going great. Yeah, well, we you know. Can you pay, too? <laughs> 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 I mean, just say. It, it, you should, personally, I think. You know, I think a Jimbo should put you on the payroll here. Yeah, that's right. We agree. Who do I, who do I make the checkout to? <laughs> now, you guys, this time, this time of year is so busy, and I know that sounds weird because you guys are running always busy 90 million miles an hour all the time um but kind of what are you really focusing your efforts on right now if there's one thing that's really important to get done what are you guys doing kind of me or tiffany Any, totally yes <laughs> <laughs> wildlife wise right now and if you ask tiffany it'll be the yard and the landscaping and the driveway and things like that but if you ask me it's all there's like I said, there's only so much time be- before, you know, soil temperatures hit 50. So we're just doing burning and hinge cutting and spraying and getting stuff. You know, if there's any CRP work that you have to do and 
and things like that. So there's, you know, there's a short window of time really between, you know, when the snow's gone and planting season. So there's a million things to try to get done during that time. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of timber work and things like that that you just don't have a lot of time to get to, uh, you know, once you start planting. Yeah. But see, well, I'm just an opportunist. So if I see like Lee or any of the other guys like sitting around in my kitchen, I'm like, hey, why don't we start on some of this other stuff? <laughs> you got to do that, though, you know, because let's face it, Lee, uh, Tiffany, you actually are a school teacher, you know, so you do that. You got a full time job with the show doing conservation teaching. Lee can do a little yard work, too, right? I agree. And you know what? Actually, we were kind of smart on this yard because it kind of just blends naturally into a food plot <laughs> going into our back part of our farm. And actually, I, I, in all honesty, I kind of got annoyed at him because he's like, I wanted a sprinkler system to begin with. He's like, I don't think we need that. Why would we possibly need that? And then all of a sudden, it started going into his food plot. And he's like, you know, it would be really awesome if we put a sprinkler system back here so we could water the food plot. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it, it seems like this spring, it's really been a strange spring because, you know, oh we'll God. get two or three days of 45, 50 degree weather, 60 even. And then it goes back down into the teens. And what you started to do, you know, when it was warmer, now you've got some snow out there or whatever. Uh, oh do you God. just continue working or, or you just sit back and, hey, Tiffany, will you give me a cup of coffee? For the record, we can't even complain about our weather because we have family up in Minnesota still. And, like, literally one of my sister-in-laws just texted me today and said, we got dumped on again. It's like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, at least we're getting at rain. you're getting rain, But yeah. you're right. It's crazy. It's like a high of 50-some today and then 81 tomorrow and mm. then back to 50-some. And we just had that. I mean, on Saturday it was 70, but it was like 50 on either side of it. It's just crazy back and forth. That's where we just had tornadoes and storms and everything. So that's what makes it so hard, you know, to try to get in any field or do anything or to burn even, you know, when it's so wet. But so then you got to go, okay, we can do hinge cutting when it's a little bit wet and when it's a little bit dry or when it gets, you know, drier, we can burn. And then when if it's windy, we can burn in the timber, but not out in the front. So there's always something that you can kind of do other than the days that when it's actually raining then you're basically just sitting in the house but it has or, been a weird spring yeah it's been very weird what's well, so cool about you guys is you know a, a lot of outdoorsmen and women you know th- let's say they get a piece of property or they lease it and they're like well i'm gonna put in this food plot over here and they really concentrate their efforts in one spot and i get why they do it you know it's cost effective and they want to be able to kill the deer there but when you guys look at a piece of ground I mean, you manage the entire thing and you do it in a way. And, and I'm so excited. You guys are putting out so much content on YouTube and really going in depth with people um, like tutorials and know hows of how you do this kind of stuff. Uh, because let's face it, you know, guys like Jimbo and I, we don't have that much experience, but watching you two and it's not like you're paying anyone to do it. You're doing the work yourself, but you're really giving us the tools in the know-how so we could implement that kind of stuff ourselves. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's over 20 years of doing this. You learned a lot. And you, you learn a lot from other people. And, you know, we have Kip Adams and people like that that come out here and help you with things. And But that's what the thing is. Like with the show, I mean, you only have 22 minutes on the TV show. So you want to show the hunts and you can show a little bit of the background. But it's like now I'd really like the YouTube stuff because it's timely. You know, when we do something, then we put it out like within a couple of days. And you kind of, so people can see that before fertilizing or, or spraying or doing or something or taking soil samples, at least you can tell other people, oh, that I should probably be doing that right now too. And you know, if you, if you wait until the show comes out, it's in July of next year. It doesn't really help you a whole lot, you know, that way. So that's why we decided to do 
more of the YouTube stuff where it comes out basically that week and, and people can see, you know, what fertilizer you're using, what herbicides, okay, what, how, what are you spraying? And that's the thing, the thing that a lot of people don't know is, you know, all the different chemicals is every one of them comes with different names and things behind them that, uh, you know, so at that time when we're putting on chemicals like pre-emerge or something on corn or beans or clovers or whatever, you know, a lot of people don't understand that stuff, but they see it right then. They know right now, Hey, I can go out and get that and let me get that on my fields right now and stuff. So I think the YouTube thing for us would be, you know, it would be a lot more informational for people that, you know, want to do management, everything like we do, everything from the timber to the food plots to, you know, the entire spectrum of, of stuff. So I think that's going to help people a lot. You know, the show has been great and that'll still show all the hunts and all that stuff, but I don't think people see the work and all the little things that go into it behind the scenes that at least help people, you know, do it themselves and just to see, you know, what, what all goes into it for being successful, you know, in October. Yeah, let's quickly uh, go into your hinge cutting. Do you look at a piece of property? Say you've got a, a small wood lot, and, of course, you've got uh, your food plots and so forth. Do you hinge cut to create funnels, or do you just do it to create habitat? Well, both, you know, both. Uh, there's a lot of times that maybe you don't want deer to go one way. You kind of want to funnel them, let's say, you know, like, if you have a farm that's long and skinny and you don't want them to go east and west onto neighbors, you want your travel corridors of them going north and south, you know, if you, you know, a longer piece or whatever. So you can, you can lay those trees in that, in that direction to kind of funnel them, you know, one way or another. And we do that some, but primarily it's, you know, when we go and look at a piece of timber, hey, this is too open and it's got no browse. I mean, because let's face it, the deer, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter how much food you have, 80% of their diet will be browse. So you want to have good quality browse in there too. So a lot of it is just opening up that canopy and getting, you know, all the new growth, you know, from the forest floor where deer can get it and high quality um, browse in there as well. So it's a little bit of both, but primarily our thought is always the health of the deer and what can give them high quality food all times of the year. Now, when you hinge cut a tree, isn't it also going to, I mean, because the way you guys do it is really neat. A tree kind of stays alive for a while. And I mean, doesn't it also in the wintertime kind of provide like a thermal barrier and also help protect against predators? I mean, it's really multifaceted in its use, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we have trees that are still alive and, you know, in our third and fourth years, even wow. they're putting leaves and that browse, you know, down, you know, down to where deer can get it. But it's just so much more cover in there. I mean, not just even for deer. You look at all the turkey habitats that makes and, and stuff for them and just all animals. I mean, obviously we do it for deer, but the benefit is for all animals that are out there. But you're right. I mean, it does provide a lot more than just the nutrition. It's the cover and, you know, in the wintertime and out of the wind and all that kind of stuff too. See, when we hinge cut, we do it, you know, like at, you know, you cut it about five feet up, you know, for me, like right under my chin. And so it kind of, you know, so once they lay down, they can have cover over the top of them with all those branches and stuff. And then you, plus you get, you know, all the stuff growing through the forest floor. So it, it really improves your habitat. I mean, that's for sure. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Lee and Tiffany? 
Yeah. All right, folks, you heard it here. They are sticking around for a second part. Make sure you watch Crush with Lee and Tiffany on Outdoor Channel Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Guys, before we get to a break to learn more about Crush, to get some merch, some land management tips, uh, everything you have going on, where can we find you online? Well, on Instagram, we're at the Crush TV. We're at the Crush with Lee and Tiffany on Facebook, YouTube, Lee and Tiffany Lukoski, and TikTok. The Crush Lee Tiff. And then, of course, we have our website, and you can watch us online pretty much anytime. You can get so sick of us, or, <laughs> or you can hit our website up for other information. <laughs> you bet. You bet. More Lee and Tiffany right after this. <laughs> Stick around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. What's your motivation? No matter what motivates you, My Outdoor TV has you covered with world-class hunting, fishing, and shooting content. The new My Outdoor TV gives you more ways to watch. On demand, live events, our live channels, HuntStream, AnglerStream, and TurkeyStream, and our innovative Just Shot library, featuring fresh-from-the-field content. What's your motivation? Visit MyOutdoorTV.com and start watching. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back and Wildlife University. Now let's rejoin Lee and Tiffany Lakoski, hosts of Crush with Lee and Tiffany on Outdoor Channel, Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We are talking Wildlife University. And as we showed, of course, we had Lee and Tiffany on great information about building food plots and maintaining food plots and so forth. And Lee and Tiffany are back. Yeah. Now, guys, I kind of want to ask, like, I don't know if it's a personal question, um, but when you look at outdoorsmen and women, whether it's on television or just, you know, Joe Schmoes like us. OK, we're Joe Schmoes. The, um, yeah, we really are Joe Schmoes. The amount of work you guys do, I, it is insane. People know you do a lot of work, but they really don't have a grasp of how and understanding dedicated and persistent you guys are from not only the the time side of the things, but the financial side of things for you guys to do all this stuff. So as a couple, I mean, if you both weren't like totally 100 percent dedicated, committed, it would never work. I mean, honest to God, it wouldn't. I think that no. really speaks to you guys' passion. And I mean, you guys are like, damn it all the hell. We're in this no matter what. And I really think that is a, a dedication and a passion, a drive that most folks can't even comprehend. You are absolutely right. And But in all reality, it's like, what else would we do? I mean, it's like <laughs> if we did have the stuff we were doing all the time together, it's like, really, what would we do? I mean, we did start watching Yellowstone together and working out together because we have a big enough place to do that now. But you other than that, station. it's like stuff you that enjoy doing. But really, in all reality, I don't think anybody has any idea. You kind of get a little bit of the tip of the iceberg on a lot of the stuff, but really, you have no idea. It's like even yesterday, I was like, I am so distraught. It's getting dark because it was finally night yesterday. I'm like, there's literally not enough hours in the day to get everything accomplished that I'd like to get done every day. Mm-hmm. And that was just in the yard. And that was just in the yard. Well, I mean, it was all, well, well I, mean, doing some it's not, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's but, not exactly a yard. It's, 
you know, we maybe consider that, but we had just stuff. I had to get the skid steer out and, and, you know, we're going to burn some stuff. So we got to get old fence lines out and then branches and trees out. And, and that's just like I said, around close to our house, just to kind of clean it up, some stuff around there. But, you know, you look at the big picture and you got a dozen farms over 30 miles, you know, here. Definitely. Yeah. If we didn't do it together, I think it wouldn't work because I, I, I mean, in all reality, we, we do so many seminars, or at least we used to, and you would hear, well, my wife doesn't want me to buy this. <laughs> my wife is like, what are you spending that money on? It's like, yeah, no, I never questioned it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be very tough because it's, it's very expensive too, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. time and money wise. But, uh, you know, for us, we're just lucky that it's our job too. So you kind of, you can justify it, but you know, if we ever were to retire, I don't know how we how we would do it because uh, you know I, it's not something that I could see ever just saying, "All right, I'm not going to do that anymore." Now, you know, you'd mentioned you know been working on some properties for like 20 years. Okay, is there ever a point in time that you know this property has evolved enough? It is you know besides you know maybe hauling some water and doing some stuff. I mean, it's pretty much pristine. We don't have to do anything. Does it ever get to that point, or is it constant upkeep, constant improvement, constant changing? Rotating crops. I mean, what is that situation? Well, some of them are basically done. I figure, okay, they've gone as far as we could, but that doesn't mean they don't still do stuff. Like on some of them, like we burned right, uh, right through the timber on a couple of farms this year. You know, just to kind of start cleaning up, starting to get a little bit multiple rows in there, so I get too thick. And if you're going to do any more hinge cutting in there, if you if you have a bunch of multiple rows and you open that up, boy, it's going to take off like crazy if you get more light on that. So you want to burn through it and kill that off, and just all that undergrowth. So there's always things that you can keep doing because even even when it's all set up with the ponds and food plots and everything the way you like it, you're still going to have to keep up that maintenance on the on your timber side. A lot of it can be that. And, of course, all the soil stuff with fertilizers and lime and, and all that kind of stuff. And there's always trees down and fences and things like that. But it can be more minimal. And, and really, the ones that are done for me, then they're not as interesting anymore. That's why we just been buying another one. That's why I started, you know, working with the Whitetail Group that we just design farms and, and things like that. Cause that's really what I love doing. So I do that part-time, too. Probably more um, so than actually shooting animals. Yeah, I like doing that as much, yeah, like probably more than everything. shooting deer. I like designing farms and getting them you know, as old as we can and keeping them as healthy as we can. And it's more of a challenge to me, really, <laughs> to, to get a deer, you know, keep them healthy and, and get them to six and seven years old is more of a challenge than than even hunting them sometimes. Now, I can imagine for the both of you, let's say you've been going hard for, you know, six, seven, eight weeks and you're like, God, I need a break. But when that break comes, you can't wait to start another project. Almost like a day off is harder and more stressful. You know what I'm saying? Than actually doing the work. Because I really think it doesn't matter what you two did. I mean, you would go this hard with anything. Right. I, I agree. And sometimes like when it, it, like, it rains down here and it's like, okay, we can't. Like in the summertime. And then we'll run to our cabin and go fishing. You know, <laughs> we love doing that too. But it's funny because you just you just can't wait to get up and go fishing, but you're probably there for just, you know, a couple of days or whatever and all of a sudden you know, you know when it starts getting nicer here, it's not that you feel like you have to get back, you just wanna get back because you you miss that work and that that lifestyle too. So it's nice to be able to get away and go fishing, go to the cabin, do something different. 
but it's nice to have something to come back to that you're anxious about too, because, you know, like when I was, an, did, yeah, know? when I was yeah. an engineer and you go on vacation, it's like, ah, oh, it's over. I got to go back to the grind. For us, it's on both sides of it. You're going back to something you love doing. So it, it really isn't any of that. So we're very fortunate that way that you just have a passion for, for the stuff and we've made it our job, you know, that you can, it's never sad to leave vacation because you're always going to something that you're excited to get back to anyway. Now, is that ever tough when, you know, you're married to your coworker? You live in your office, your, um, let's say, yard for, you know, construction yard is literally your property. Your world, your everything, your existence is right there. Is that ever tough? Uh, for Tiffany, much more than for me. But, you know, <laughs> people around in her house all the time. And- yeah, I mean, like, I'm more, um, I do way better, like, more of the afternoon, especially, like, during hunting season and stuff. I'm like, do not come over here. It's like, I have to have school done for these kids food made for everybody for the evening and stuff so it's like if they start coming over like early i'm like you guys are like sabotaging my entire day and then plus i have to get out hunting you know like you're sabotaging my entire day so we had to set some boundaries on that (laughs) i mean who wouldn't want to be here let's be honest you know what i mean but it's like oh my gosh i mean i know one of you guys homeschools your kids it's like if you get like chaos going on when you're trying to like school them it's like you're just like you might as well just stop and start over in an hour because it's you're to reel them back in is just absolute chaos now now that's something a lot of people don't think about is you know the fourth wall you know when we're watching you guys whether it's youtube or outdoor channel or you know my outdoor tv wherever you are i mean there are guys and gals constantly around you filming you setting up for things i mean it's just not like you're out there alone I would think after a while you get used to it, but it would really wear on you. Uh, you have to be very, you have to be very, you have to pick your people who are around you like that yeah. all the time, you know, because there's like a lot of times, I mean, even like George, you know, he's over here and I don't even know what they're doing, but he's like, come grab the kids. Cause I know you're on a podcast. I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome. You know? So, I mean, in all reality, it's like, look, John Hoyer got a taste of this this year because he was down here so much hunting our Missouri farm. And after like five weeks when he's still here, finally, I was like, hey, Missouri's closed right now. I'm like, I'm hunting in the morning. I need you to watch the kids. And he was like, what? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, you got to watch the kids. I'm like, it's kind of like it takes like a team to make it work around here, especially without my mom here anymore. And, you know, a lot of times I just need a little help. So it can get a little chaotic, but it's like, really, we got we're kind of surrounded by some really good people that just, you know, pick up the slack when we need help and because like we're terrible about asking for things so like i said george just came and grabbed the kids i don't even think reagan was dressed yet honestly <laughs> and i'm like i don't know where you went but i'm sure you'll be back so yeah she didn't bring any snacks or water right well you're you're, but, you're yeah it gets a little chaotic but lee you know you came from a family of seven so i just i get unused to just like people around all the time you know sometimes I mean, you would think after 20-some years of doing this, I'd be used to it, but um, it's still every once in a while. Like I said, I do way better in the afternoon. It's like, don't come in here at 8 a.m. I'm like, what are you doing here? But <laughs> You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, part three with Lee and Tiffany right after this. This has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. You Jimbo. Yes. You hop on My Outdoor TV all the time and watch Crush with Lee and Tiffany. I do with a saddle. And you do it at MyOutdoorTV.com. Part three with Lee and Tiff. Right after this. Don't go anywhere. 
the revolution with Jim and Trav. By listening to this show, you are officially more American than the Statue of Liberty punching Kim Jong-un in the face at the Super Bowl while eating a hot dog. So, that's pretty American. Outdoor radio for over 16 years. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue after these short messages. Sundays on Sportsman Channel. You'll find Pigman and his crew doing what they do best. We're like the dream team. Who would have thought that we could have made it happen? The squeal is real. Let the murder show 2.0 begin. Boom, 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 boom. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. How can we top this? I don't know that's even possible. There's the pigs there. Yeah, they're waiting. We already be there. What are we doing here? We're going. Pigman, the series, Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Trav is schooling us at Wildlife University. Explain to me what's going on. Now, once again, here's Lee and Tiffany Lakoski, hosts of Crush with Lee and Tiffany on Outdoor Channel, Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. This is part three. All right, hey, we're back. We're talking Wildlife University on this week's show. Of course, we've had Lee and Tiffany on for two segments. This is the third segment. Now, Lee and Tiff, guess what? I got a piece of property that's as flat as a pool table. What in the <laughs> world would you do? Would you, would you, I mean, there's no trees on it. There's no rocks. There's no nothing. It's just farmland. They've been to Kansas. They They've know. To- They've owned land in Kansas. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> well, the thing is. What do you do then? Do you have to create that type of an environment where you've got to you plant trees out there or uh, haul in brush or what? On something like that, we have a lot of places like that, too. And basically, a lot we start out with, like, the warm season grasses, uh, you know, like a like a real tall, like, caveman rock, uh, switch grass mixed in with blue stem and Indian grass and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I would take a section of it. What we've done a lot is, like, Let's just say I got one new farm that we just got. There's like a 40 acre piece that was in CRP, but the CRP was, was not good. It was just basically brome grass, which is kind of a wildlife wasteland. So we're taking that out and we're burning that all down. And then we put, you know, that really good tall warm season grasses in that 40, but right through the middle of it, we're going to put a big field. So like we're going to have like at least 15 acres of that right through the middle. We can put anything we want in there you know it can we'll probably start it out here with like beans just to get that to bust up that soil but then we can go to corn or we can go to clover or do half and half we could you can kind of design it however you want if you re-enroll something in crp then you can just design it how you want and plus you can put 10 percent of it in there so you can you know still get paid for 10 percent of you know whatever food plot you're putting in there anyway but we found that that was really good when you have you know, it's real tall CRP grass that can be, you know, six and eight feet tall, even in places. And I mean, on some of it, some of the stuff like the cave and rock stuff will get real tall. And then right in the middle of that, have a big alfalfa field, clover, corn, beans or whatever. And, and normally we'll take out this 15 acres or so. And, you know, we'll probably put it all just in beans to start with to break it up, but we'll have it in definitely in, you know, two to three different food sources right within there. So, they could bed in that grass and then come into that, into those food plots and still feel safe and covered in there, have all the thermal cover in there. But a lot of times, you know, even though like in CRP, you can't have it. I mean, every, 
when you have to do your mid-contract management, you have to take any trees out. But like on this one, just came out of CRP, and we probably won't put it back in. I'll probably just do the grass there so I can plant some cedars in there. And like for us, red cedars here will just grow like wheat. Mm. And so I can just pop a couple out in some places and put a few in in areas and, you know, a couple of little clusters here and there of them. So within a couple of years, you got, you know, 10-foot tall cedars growing in there, and you can, you know, have all that grass within it. And you can really create, I mean, a perfect bedding area, food plot scenario, even on something that's flat as a pool table. And we've done it quite a few times, and we have more of them to do here. I mean, we have it's pretty ditchy and hilly here, but you also have some of our farms, at least areas of them that are just flat as can be. Do you guys ever think about... You know, I mean, you're kind of like life coaches. Not only do you teach people about food plots and management and better hunting tactics and being smarter with your time and your money and, you know, all this stuff that's very important, but you're also teaching a very valuable lesson to as a failed society where divorce is so damn high and everyone's cheating and people are doing this and doing that. I mean, you're setting a good example and you know that has helped a lot of people. I mean, it, it's kind of multifaceted um, the way you guys reach people, not only as a couple, but now as a family and how great stewards you are. I mean, it, it's really remarkable to see the impact you guys have had just from people that we talk to and the people that speak so highly of you. And, and they, they act like they know you guys and they don't know you. Um, I think it's it's really awesome what you guys have done. Hey, you know what? Thank you so much for that. I I tell you, it's like I have a couple times thought of doing like it'd be so fun to get, do like a Camp Lukoski. I mean, we just had some <laughs> city kids. There, a couple of them are related to us, but the older boys they've literally never been in rural Iowa before, and they were just fascinated. Now these are sixteen year old boys going down for a basketball tournament, and they were just fascinated that Cameron could play the guitar that he could shoot a gun, that he shoots a bow, and all of this stuff. They just thought our lifestyle down here is so cool. And you kind of take that for granted, but it's like, you know, I think you are. You're right. We're instilling in even especially like our kids and just a lot of others around us. It's like, you know, you just hard work and being together. And it might not always be pretty, but, hey, we're, we're together as a family and stuff. So, yeah, I actually think it would we could probably do something with with that. I was like, yeah, you come in. You won't have time to be depressed if you come to this house. I can promise you that right now. Yeah. I'm bored. Never comes up. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. It's like I would love for someone to say I'm bored. I'm like, that is so awesome to hear. Here because I have about 50 things that need to be accomplished right now that I could use your help on. Yeah, well, we're going to have to leave it right there. We've been talking with Lee and Tiffany Lukoski. They're the hosts of Crush with Lee and Tiffany on Outdoor Channel, Sundays at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. That's right, sad face. we got to leave them. Oh. we got to go to Jeff. <laughs> All right, so this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Jeff Lindsay is coming up next. Guys, before we go, though, very important. Where can we find you online? YouTube is easy. Lee and Tiffany Lukoski. TikTok, Crush Lee and Tip. Website, crush.tv. Instagram, The Crush TV. Facebook, The Crush with Lee and Tiffany. Or just Google us. You'll come up with us. That's right. All right. Coming up next, we got Jeff Lindsay. Don't we, Jimbo? Yes, we do. He is uh, the co-host of The Lindsay Way, Tuesdays at 8 o'clock on Outdoor Channel. That's right. He is coming up next. Lee and Tiffany, God bless you. You two are so awesome. We love you so much. You too, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Call Jim and Trav now. 785-846-7647. Calls are customarily recorded and may be aired for broadcast. So if you call, please be brief, be funny, and try not to say... 
Thanks. Stick around. More revolution coming up next. High tales, wild birds, untamed adventures. You can't ask for a better experience. Wild Upland is dedicated to passionate wing shooters. You're going to get spoiled up here. You're not going to see this many wild birds in other places. That's a nice bird, Jones. And their loyal canine companions. It really is all about the dog and share these experiences with him. Wild Upland, Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today, it's Wildlife University. Now, let's kick off another two-parter with Jeff Lindsay, co-host of The Lindsay Way, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking Wildlife University on this week's show. Before the break, Lee and Tiffany came on with a three-part interview. But our next guest, man, he's worth 20 parts. He mentored. He he studied uh, the Lukoskis. That's Jeff Lindsay. I think they're way older than him. Uh, he's the co-host <laughs> of Lindsay Way Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. And he is a turkey-killing man. Mr. Jeff, how's it going, buddy? Doing great. How you guys doing? Doing good. Now, you're down in that Georgia, and uh, turkey season is on right now. Uh, have you taken your bird yet this year? I'm not in Georgia, but I did take my bird in uh, South Florida uh, about two weeks ago. I shot my Osceola down there, and that completed my my grand slam after, uh, I think it was 29 years of turkey hunting. So it was only my second time trying for an Osceola, but nonetheless, it was good to, to finally check that off the bucket list. Yeah, now you went down there twice, and you almost struck out on the second trip. I, I think, you know, because we follow your adventures religiously, man, I really right. think what you need to do when you're going after the Osceola is you need to book a half-day hunt and only show up for half of it, and then you'll get the turkey. Yeah. I get I get more aggressive on the last day. You know, I don't know why I do that. I'm, my, my dad's more of a, a an aggressive hunter. I'm more, hey, let it play out, and then we'll get aggressive on the last day. So I need to change my strategy. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's really interesting. I uh, I took the uh, Grand Slam of turkeys seven weeks, one spring season. Oh, wow. That's, that's a lot of traveling. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And, of course, the Osceola, I, I took it down by Ocala, which is further south. I don't know where you were at, but it, it's you know, south, because you get up toward yeah, that, get up toward that Georgia border, you get a mixture of the eastern and the Osceola, and so I don't know what they call it, but uh, nevertheless, it sounds like you got your Osceola. I did, yeah. I was uh, I was kind of south of Fort Lauderdale, south of the Big Lake down there. Oh, wow. So I, was, I was way south. I was bears, pigs, panthers, everything. Yeah, now, don't they have a problem? And, I mean, that's one of the deals kind of following you down there is really interesting them birds are quiet because, you know, people think, oh, panthers, they associate cougars, old women. That's what I do, at least. Um, right. But that's the, the bars in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of whisper quiet in the woods because of the panthers, right? It is. They, they do not gobble on the ground. I heard one bird gobble, and it was a group of jakes gobble on the ground one time. And that was in about two and a half days of turkey hunting, so almost three, so I you know, we hunted as hard those three days as we ever have. But now the spot we were hunting had been hunted pretty hard. 
Um, there'd been some birds taken off of it, so I'm sure, you know, the goblin ones get taken out first, you know. But I think they've just kind of, you know, morphed over time to realize that the truly survival of the fittest. Do not gobble. If you want to live down here, don't gobble on the ground, you know. And, and it even affected them in the tree, and they don't gobble much in the trees either. And that that's something I dealt with when I was down there. Um, but, you know, I can go up by Orlando if I wanted to, and I could have shot a bird. Probably a little easier, but I wanted one of those true dark black ones down there in South Florida. So that was that was my goal. But that is the panthers are a real deal down there. I don't think people realize how many panthers are down there. Well, not only worrying about the panthers and the bear and so forth, but uh, you've got a lot of snakes down there. And of course, it's not easy hunting in that uh, uh, Florida terrain because of all the palmetto bushes, right? Right. It is. It's hard to see. You know, and, and when you get off and you start going through the woods, you know, you start thinking about all that stuff. My buddy almost stepped on a copperhead, so <laughs> we didn't see a snake. Um, but, you know, I, honestly, I'd probably, I'm, I'd be fine with the bears. I'd be fine with the panthers. But a snake, I really don't want to, you know, plop down on a snake when I'm trying to. <laughs> trying to turkey hunt that's kind of one of my bigger fears you know i think you know country boy like jeff he went out there 80s boom box played john anderson seminole wind it brought the <laughs> that's, Os- right. that's what brought the osceolian isn't it right it is man that song <laughs> something about down there it's, just, it's a special place man it really is yeah now didn't they recently change up you know kind of moving back to georgia um florida georgia line there Uh-oh. you go um, no, didn't they change up the season recently in Georgia or not? It started later or am I mistaken? They did. They did. They moved us back, uh, two weeks, actually. They moved us back two weeks. They dropped the limit to two. Oh. Um, which in my opinion should have been done years ago. Oh, really? Years ago. But, but it wasn't, but it dropped the limit to two and then you can only shoot one bird per day, which I think is, is huge too. I mean, you know, cause so many people have two come in, they go ahead and shoot both their birds or something. So. Both of those, I think all three of those changes are really good. Um, and, and, you know, we always had the, the privilege of opening the third Saturday of every, every March. And so we opened pretty much before just about everybody, but, but Florida and, uh, Alabama. Um, but that's the, or Mississippi, I should say. So it changed it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, I eventually kind of hope they go into making it two different zones, kind of like Florida is and Alabama. Just because, like, I'm going to South Georgia tomorrow to hunt. They they got a few more birds down there, and uh, I got a buddy down there, and we always hunt down there two or three days. But but their birds are, I mean, he's not far from the Florida line, so their birds are are, are definitely they're they're kind of more on the latter end of spring, I guess you'd say, compared to to what we're dealing with. But any change we can do that will improve our turkey numbers i'm all for it yeah now you guys uh once again hanging out with jeff Lindsay. he is the co-host of the Lindsay way that's tuesdays 8 p.m eastern time on outdoor channel such an awesome show you guys are known for your incredible buck hunting man i mean the deer that you guys lay down is just superior but for you what gets your blood pumping more man chasing turkeys or big whitetails um, you know, it, it, it kind of depends on the season. It's like my son, you know, if I ask him in the spring, what's his favorite thing to hunt? He says turkeys in the fall. He says his favorite thing to hunt is deer. So I, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm a little bit like that too. But, you know, they're having a big tom, you know, when you're on the ground and, you know, he's 10, 15 yards gobbling his brains out. That's hard to compete with. And I, I love deer hunting. Um, but there's a magical time of deer hunting in November when they're full rut and, um, you know, that, that magical 10, 20 days is pretty much goes hand in hand with me, of, you know, right now in the turkey woods. I mean, 
it's tough to pick one over the other because I just like animals close. That's just my thing. Whether it's, you know, turkey hunting and or setting the decoys close or no decoys or, or, or you know, bow hunting whitetails. I just like animals close. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around, Jeff? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, we're talking with Jeff Lindsay. He's the co-host of The Lindsay Way. Tuesdays at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. And you can always hop on My Outdoor TV and pick up previous seasons of the Lindsay Way. Now, Mr. Jeff, you guys have so much going on all the time. Awesome hunts, great information, just all around amazing guys. Where can we find you online? Hey, we can. you can find us, obviously, our website where we sell our apparel and all that stuff, thelindsayway.com. We're on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the social media handles. That's You can find us pretty easy. Just type us in the search bar and there we'll be. You bet. Hey, more Jeff Lindsay right after this. You're on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Half not what America will do for you. The voice. But what together we can do. Of America. For the freedom of man. Stick around. The Revolution will continue right after these important messages. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Wildlife University. Let's rejoin the boys and Jeff Lindsay, co-host of The Lindsay Way, Tuesdays 8 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Wildlife University on this week's show. And of course, we were talking with Jeff Lindsay before the break, and he was talking about the great time he had down in Florida uh, hunting his Osceola turkey. He finally got it after 9,000 years. That is exactly true. right. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of that, man, we got to jump into an awesome buck you took this past November. What was he, like, nine and a half years old? Yes, and, and honestly, I didn't know he was that old. I knew he was old. I didn't get a ton of pictures of him. Um, shot him kind of on the north end of our farm, and after I shot him, our neighbor was like, you know, man, hey, that that deer, we think he's nine and a half, and I mean, he 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 looked it, you know, and but he was his biggest rack from the the few pictures we had gotten every year, going back to when we started, you know, keeping up with him. But you know, he he was just a, an awesome deer, and. Anytime you can shoot one that old, that's the goal. Well, I'm going to tell you what. It, he had to be old. It's like that old guy that has a mole with crazy hairs coming out of it or his eyebrows are wild. <laughs> yeah. That G2, right. his G2 was insane, man. Yeah, I know. I've never seen anything like that. So I just made him extra unique, you know. And, and I knew, like I said, I knew he was old. Last year he was a huge body. But but he put on, you know, typically seven or eight is the, the peak rack for our deer that we, we noticed in southern Iowa there. But... For nine, for him to blow up, it, it feels like 15, 20 inches, almost bigger than he was last year. It was just hard to believe. So it, I was I was happy to get him. Now, you kind of alluded to it earlier. You know, you had wished they would have changed the seasons for turkey hunting sooner from what you had seen and perceived what was happening. When it comes to, let's say, managing deer on your own property, obviously you can only manage the deer on your ground, but perhaps you talk to neighbors and you kind of put a co-op together because a lot of folks do. Um, and you guys are the type of folks that you don't kill a deer just to kill a deer to get it on camera. It's the deer you want, the deer for a reason. Do you ever look at your land and your animals and think, we need to straight change this strategy because, you know, numbers are down or we're not seeing the genetics we want. Do you guys ever look at the deer you're seeing and kind of formulate 
a plan, Mr. Jeff, of what you guys want to do and what we, you would like to see? Yeah, we do. And almost every year it's the same thing. It's like shoot more does and shoot your older cold, you know, when they say cold bucks, just your older bully bucks. Yeah, yeah. Because those guys are so elusive, but, you know, your bully bucks are, you know, we only get so many tags. And, and that is one thing, you know, I do wish we had more tags at certain times because when we're hunting, you're like, well, I probably need to shoot this deer or need to take him out. But, you know, you're waiting on that specific one you're after. And, um, you know, that's just kind of what we do. But typically every year, so like, you, our, we, it's just a struggle to keep our doe numbers under control because we do what, you know, we go in and we almost, what I say, you know, Lindsay Fire Farm. We go in, we, we make all this habitat, we plant all this food, and all these deer come in, you know, and then they enjoy the place. They're like, heck, this is nice. We're going to live here. So we kind of <laughs> create our own problem, you know, by having to shoot the does. But, but then again, you know, we'd like to give back to, to the, the whitetail community, I guess. So providing them with that stuff is, is very important for us. Yeah. Now, on your food plots back on your place, what uh, what do you plant in there? And do you change it from spring to fall? We do. You know, Kansas is, uh, we, we have the alfalfa. Kansas is a very, very arid climate. I mean, maybe um, a handful of inches of rain a year, if you're lucky. So we have year-round alfalfa, try to keep a couple different alfalfa plots, and then we try to keep wheat and milo in a rotation throughout the farm where we always have kind of one of each where there's scrap grain on the milo, you know, fresh wheat for them to eat on. So that that's a, the alfalfa out there is as close to year-round nutrition as we can give them. Um, it's just almost too dry to grow anything else. But in the Midwest, you know, we're, we're big on clover, big on alfalfa. Our nutrition, you know, we're always saying that. Uh, that's just something that helps a lot. Yes, the beans and corn are great in the summertime, great late season. Uh, the fall plots we plant, the radishes, there's nothing better than, you know, biologic deer radishes to be able to hunt over those in October and November. But, you know, just that year-round clover, Clover Plus, is uh, is our go-to blend. If you only had one thing to plant, if you only had one plot to plant, give those deer clover. And that's, that's just going to provide them food all year long. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Jeff Lindsay. He's the co-host of The Lindsay Way, Tuesdays at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. Uh, to see upcoming episodes, to see your uh, your hunts, get some tips, some merch, man. Where can we find you guys online? Look us up, thelindsayway.com. You can get the merch there. Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the Lindsay Way. You'll find us. Check us out. Yeah, now, does your dad dance on TikTok? Oh, yes, definitely. He's <laughs> definitely going to do some dance. <laughs> I, I would he love to see that. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so again, watch the Lindsay Way Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Mr. Jeff, God bless you. We love everything you do, buddy. Thanks, guys. Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. 
Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, I never thought I'd get my Ph.D., I got it at Wildlife University on today's show. Yeah, we had on Lee and Tiffany Lukoski, three-parter with them, plus... Jeff Lindsay with the Lindsay Way. Exactly. Jimbo, last word. Hey, last word is get out there. Turkey season's on all over the country. I'm going out, and I hope Trav is. I, I am. <laughs> I'm going outside right after this. He's going to go visit his relatives. They're all turkeys. All right, <laughs> folks, so uh, tune in next week. We're going to have on Lucas Hogue. Kim Parmley. Kim Parmley? Yeah. Callie Parmley. Kim, well, that too. And uh, Scott Newby. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Uh, we got to get to a break. Hammer Home Firearm Safety and Recreate Outdoors as a Family. Peace out. We love you guys. God bless you and the United States of America. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>